Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. That is the voice of one Matt Gates, congressperson from the state of Florida. Let's uh, bring it close to home. Joining us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline is one of our congresspeople in the state of Wisconsin, frequent guest of the program on WTMJ Now, Glenn Grothman. Morning, Congressman. Hello, Steve. And Sandy. Good morning. Good morning, Sandy. All right, so you were there. You were a vote for the affirmative for former Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Give me a general sense of how this went down. I, I don't... Were you surprised by it? Were well, you not surprised? Yeah, yeah, I was a little surprised because I thought at the end people would step back from the abyss. It's something that's never before happened in our country's history, so it really is historic. To give you an idea, though, what's going on up here, last night in our first run at what we call a continuing resolution to keep the government open, we had a resolution that all of the government agencies except defense, veterans, and the border uh, on discretionary spending would be cut 30%, and we would, in essence, close the border. So you would think that that's a pretty conservative thing. I mean, really, you're cutting the Department of Education 30%, you're cutting the Department of Interior 30%, yes, and closing the border, and 21 Republicans voted against that because they felt it wasn't conservative enough. So you have, that's kind of amazing, isn't it? Yeah, well, was that and the beginning of the end for McCarthy when that happened? Well, it showed more that he was losing control. I, I will point out of the 21 people who voted against it, several apparently came to McCarthy's office and apologized, mm-hmm. saying they didn't realize what they had done. Interesting. That's believable. <laughs> uh, but it, it tells you kind of the complete lack of control that McCarthy had here. I still was surprised when it happened, and I was surprised by how much it happened. By I mean, they lost eight Republicans. I was expecting them, if, if McCarthy got kicked out, maybe they'd lose four, have another vote, see if they could pick them up. But eight people, that's kind of a lot. to um, and, and no plan B, which is kind of amazing, too. I mean, normally you'd figure they'd say this is what they want. They have no idea what they want. They're just kicking out McCarthy. And um, Kevin has been leading the Republicans here for about four and a half years. When he took over, we were way in the minority. So we've gone through two election cycles in which we gained seats. Usually you're rewarded for that. And like I said, he keeps throwing out bills that don't pass the Senate because the Democrats have the Senate, but very fiscally frugal bills, tough on the border bills, and... um, like I said, I, I don't know, quite frankly, what more you would want. Uh, he cut a deal with the Democrats to cut overall what we call discretionary spending by one half of 1% over the next year, which given you have inflation going on, this is the first time in over 20 years we've actually cut discretionary spending. And he accomplished that with both Biden and Schumer in positions of power. So I'm not sure what more you'd want. It's widely perceived here that Getz, who is behind so much of this, did not like McCarthy 
personally, and I think that's true. There were some personal reasons why I didn't like him. I think that was probably true of Bob Good from Virginia, too. I think the other six, if that could be an excuse, the other six have no excuse at all other than some vague idea that somehow we're going to get somebody more conservative than I, a guy I heard, who... Congressman, I heard from some of the conservatives, commentators last night, that they don't even consider these eight conservatives. What do you think about these eight people? Well, I, I know some of them. I think they're conservative. I think they're unrealistic. I think they think Kevin can somehow wave a wand, despite that Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer are in positions of power. He can turn around the country and get it exactly where it should be all by himself. So I think they're just wildly uh, unrealistic. And and some of it is, too. You know, they're fundraising off this. There's, there are a lot of Republicans out there who think that the people are kicking out McCarthy are the true conservatives. So some of them are using it as a as a fundraising tool, which is kind of sad that you're throwing the Republicans in chaos just so you can have a couple of good weeks of fundraising. But I think that's a little bit of it, too. So does this now leadership crisis force Republicans to get together over these next two days that they are not going to be working in office to get behind one person, two people? What is the next step to get a new Speaker of the House instated sooner than later? Well, we're going to have an election next Wednesday. On Tuesday night, we'll meet, and they'll all present their case. Of course, they will have been phone calling us all first, but they'll uh, they'll be kind of more like a public forum on Tuesday night. And on Wednesday, we'll take a vote. Then the question is whether people respect the vote. You know, normally, if you win that vote, which will be a paper ballot vote, nobody knows how people are voting. If you win that vote, everybody gets behind the person. But as we recall in January. Uh, Kevin McCarthy won the paper ballot vote overwhelmingly, and a bunch of people wouldn't vote for him then. So we could go through the same thing. I talked to one of the Freedom Caucus guys last night, and he felt that if the person nominated was not conservative enough, they wouldn't let that per- they, would, they would again team up with the Democrats and make sure we had no speakers. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens on Tuesday night. There are rumors that, uh, Steve Scalise and Tom Emmer from Minnesota are going to run for this. There's another guy, Ern, from Oklahoma. Can they get the votes? Can they get the votes they need to be the next speaker? Well, that is a very good question. That is a very good question because I think these same people hold out and get and ask for some commitments. And, you know, you make a commitment, you get some people happy, you get some people unhappy. I will tell you one thing, by the way. In a mistake that Kevin made, but maybe he had to do it to get elected the first time, one of the demands of these people is that the speaker be weakened. You know, a frustrating thing up here, you get elected, there are 435 congressmen, but there's some that are clearly more powerful than others. It is my opinion, having been in the state legislature, where we did welfare reform, where we did um, public employee union reform, where we did school choice. We did all these things when I was in the state legislature. You need a strong leader to get things done, be it a Tommy Thompson, be it a Scott Walker, be it a, 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 um, a Dave Prosser, whatever. You have to respect that leader, and that leader's got to have power to get this stuff done. Right now, one of the demands is that the speaker be weaker. 
And that is just a horrible mistake. Wherever you are in life, I don't care whether you're talking about business. I don't care whether you're talking about sports. I don't care what you're talking about. You need a strong leader to get things done. And this Freedom Caucus has convinced themselves that the weaker a leader is, the better it is for the country. That's just nuts. But but that's what they think. Any concerns that because of now this new vote that's going to have to happen next week, and we'll see how that shakes shakes out. I, I, I've heard those names, same names you've heard in my conversations. Any concern that that now has a serious impact on the deadline date of the CR, which I think is November 17th, you can't do anything until you have a speaker. That's true. I would be really surprised if we don't have a speaker by then. Now, you're going to be stuck with the same problem that we had before in the CR. First of all, I'll tell you what should happen and what should have happened in, the, in this one. The Republicans wanted to set it up where we would agree to keep the government open, but only if the number one priority was to deal with the border. Okay. Uh, and we really didn't have time, given that these guys wouldn't get on board, to set up that situation. But we wanted to, to show to the public we will keep the government open if the border is, in essence, shut. Um, and we will see whether the same cast of characters allows us to do that. And as right now, we should be educating the public. The Republicans are dealing with the border crisis. The Democrats aren't. Are you confident um, you'll have a speaker by next Wednesday? New speaker. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm no more confident <laughs> than I was in January. All right. And maybe it will be. Maybe people will say, oh, we went too far. We're all going to stand behind this guy. But in January, you'll recall, they didn't respect uh, the vote for Kevin. I think they expect him to give up some of his power. And uh, they got that. And eventually, you know, we proceeded. But I don't know why the same cast of characters won't be objecting again. And Congressman Grothman, when did this start of not respecting a vote like this is our process well i'll say another thing um this is the second time this has happened since i've been here uh you will recall that john boehner was kicked out in 2015 um and i think even the people who kicked him out they didn't take the vote at the time because he he felt he was going to lose so he just quit but uh at, at that time, um, I think that proved to be a huge mistake. And at that time, they were willing to kick out Boehner. The Republicans at the time had 247 um, congressmen, which was like the highest since the 1920s or something. Uh, so he certainly did a good job at winning elections. And we were under what you'd call sequester, in which even under Barack Obama, the spending increases were incredibly low. And despite having a conservative record on spending, uh, they kicked him out. And so it's the second time I've seen it. Um, I I think the biggest catastrophe or the biggest mistake the Republicans have made since I've been here is kicking out Boehner and kicking him out without a plan B. And I think we, in a lot of ways we still haven't recovered from that. We certainly are spending a lot more money than we would have if Boehner had hung around. And uh, so it's something that's happened before. And um, and like I said, it's never happened anything like this in the Wisconsin state legislature or most other state legislators that I know. So and it usually doesn't work out good. The Republicans will just have to pull together behind the new person, whoever that is, and uh, you know make sure we we give him or her, um, you know, uh, all the support we can because it's important for the nation 
that we win the elections a year from November. I mean, you have the, the border going on, you have the inflation going on, you have the welfare even more out of control. And the problems don't you know, go away just because we have a speaker no, no. problem in this country. Got to let got to let it go Huge there. Problems. I, I want to thank your staff for uh, keeping me posted on some sure. of the developments there. You you have an outstanding outstanding. Uh, Congressional staff there, so you should certainly pass that on yep. to those folks. And I look forward to future conversations. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Wisconsin Congressman yep. Glenn Grothman, he, he was there. He was one of the, the yay votes for mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy, and he was obviously in the minority. So um, we're going to get back to that later in the show. We're going to hear what you have to say about it. Uh, to me, this is a serious, serious challenge, the way we govern in this country. It's, it's a, I think you mentioned this point, not understanding that we have divided governments, by people who are in government is a big problem. Well, divided government is one thing that's one party uh, seemingly against another party. This is within yeah, one party. Yeah, Both true. parties are experiencing this kind of fragmentation. And Absolutely it's insanity. leading us to a standstill. It's yes. not moving things forward.